0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. American woman.
1: Listen what I say. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
2: I had forgotten what it's like to drink coffee late at night. (laughs) This is really strange. I know it's been my life for nearly 11 years, but after two weeks off and really being completely checked out for wedding and then for holidays, uh, at least preliminarily the holidays. I know it is uh, Christmas, wrapping up Christmas weekend now. uh, It's Strange to come back to it, and after nearly two weeks of sleeping at night—not as much as I'd like to—but sleeping at night in various places and uh, various different homes. Actually, for a wedding weekend, when I was at my mom's, my best friend and I, we took over the trailer. So their fifth wheel is parked in the side yard, and that's where Stephanie and I slept. So we were out there with Penny, uh, and you know, my mom's room and or my mom's uh, spare room. Post wedding, uh, being at at the family home, Bob's Bob's former home is well, I guess he didn't live there, but is uh, in his former hometown, uh, his mom's home and just the various places that we slept over the last couple of weeks and did not have to drink coffee at all this late at night. And yet it's all too familiar. So thank goodness for coffee. Merry Christmas to you. I know that we haven't talked too much about Christmas. Uh, It's been more football and just kind of getting reacquainted again. Uh, But I promised this our funniest Christmas gift (laughs) that I really wasn't expecting and had no idea why my new husband was giving me this Christmas gift. He had to explain it to me. Now, once I understand it, yay. Um, And it was cute. It was very cute. It was very thoughtful. But I was a little taken aback. (laughs) also the christmas gift that bob gave my mom so his second mom uh too which is really cute you guys will appreciate it if you've listened to me for any length of time i hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend Uh, however you celebrate wherever you celebrate or if you don't really celebrate maybe you're working uh like here i am on christmas night Uh, But it is a special holiday for a lot of people, family and friends. Uh, And I do know it can be painful, too. It can be bittersweet if if it's coming after the loss of a loved one, like Bob's family. He lost his father about a month ago, and it can be really hard. I just miss that person, that personality, uh, their smile, their presence. Uh, It can absolutely be difficult. And I know around the holidays, sometimes mental health becomes a major challenge too. Loneliness can be that way as well. I hope the holidays were have been to this point exactly what you needed, whether family, friends, faith, food, football, maybe some fun, some laughter in there as well. Uh, whatever it is that you needed from your Christmas, I hope that's what you you got. You can find me on Twitter, ALaw radio. There are a few photos up. Uh, one in particular posted in the last couple hours. Uh, many of you were stressing with me over the wedding flowers that were two weeks late going through the U.S. Postal Service. <sighs> Hyperventilation aside, they did arrive with a couple days to spare, so just in the nick of time. And our friend, who we had... Asked to arrange the flowers for us. She was brilliant. I actually have not seen. I saw the the flowers as I was walking down the aisle. But I have not seen the flowers at the reception without people in there. So I really didn't see the centerpieces or much of the decor in the barn where we did our reception. uh, Because there were people in there by the time we entered. But uh, I have been promised some beautiful photos. And I took a few just now because the flowers are here in the After Hours Super Secret Home Base. Uh, I like this post that I saw on Facebook. I have to read it to you. So the flowers are up on Twitter or on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And purple was our color, a deep purple. For those of you who are big into colors, uh, it may be a grape. It may be a Tahiti. There's some other colors that, uh, or some other purple names that we saw over the course of kind of planning and matching the colors, Uh, but never at any point was this about football or a team's colors, except for Marshall says on Facebook, love the Ravens colored flowers, how appropriate you just got them as they established their dominance in the NFL last night. Well, just got them. I don't know about that, Uh, but I promise you this had nothing to do with a sports team or a sports logo. This was all about finding a color that was rich and elegant and beautiful and would fit with winter time, even though it wasn't winter weather necessarily the last couple of weeks but I will say we had gorgeous weather on wedding day and wedding weekend and we'll get to wedding stories sometime next week probably I can't tell all the stories without producer Jay he's off the rest of the week Marco's not around either that we'll be working with producer Manny and I are hanging out these next well now couple of hours and then two more shows to go uh, and then I will work on New Year's Eve going into January 1st 2024 I love to ringing in the new year with you. And I will also be working on New Year's night because it's right after the college football playoff. This was it. I'm, I'm ready to be back on the air and stay on the air for a while, uh, especially after we move, which comes up this weekend. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. And again, Twitter, After Hours CBS, if you want to use our show Twitter or on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel as well. I actually saw the numbers just in the last 12 hours or so. It was kind of blown away. I guess you all did miss me because many of you uh, decided you would check out our YouTube channel as well. Uh, so... We've got a lot to catch up on. There are pockets of Week 15 that I did. Well, I didn't see any football in Week 15. I did go back and read. So, about the Raiders over the Chargers and Brennan Staley getting fired. You know the Cowboys uh, lost two games in a row now. And we'll talk about the NFC East because while we did at Philadelphia and Dallas both clinch playoff spots, um, it, Dallas has now hit a couple of. Tougher games, tougher challenges, and and maybe that's causing people to think, all right, this team can only go so far before it runs into a glass ceiling or a brick wall, whichever you prefer. But I would say look at the top of the NFC East. Now, the last victory the Cowboys had was against the Eagles. I was around for that one. It was before I took off. Um, And the Cowboys really manhandled them. But then to come back and to have a couple of games in which whether there was a letdown, I mean, it seems so strange to think about a letdown after you come off what is a season defining win or a win that serves notice, at least briefly, that you were uh, you're a force to be reckoned with and then to get pummeled by the Bills In Western New York and then to lose against the Dolphins on a late field goal and a a theme that we've seen from the Cowboys in the losses they've had, not the one against the Niners because that was a, a blowout, but the losses that we've seen a lot of times it's about missed opportunities or wasted opportunities or not capitalizing on the chances they have. And so a game hangs in the balance and they aren't able to take care of their business. And for that reason in the first game against the Eagles in Philadelphia, they end up with a loss. Uh, Same thing against the dolphins this weekend. So the Cowboys, maybe you were sold. Maybe you believe that they were for real. We asked that question before I took off for a couple of weeks, and a lot of you were feeling like, okay, this Cowboys team can be trusted. Well, here's the thing. They can be trusted at home. They can be trusted at AT AT&T Stadium. We saw them with some big victories over the Seahawks and then over the Eagles in their own digs. But now they've dropped back-to-back games on the road. Coming up on New Year's weekend, or December 30th, right? So it's it's coming up next weekend, Week 17. They've got the Lions back at at t Stadium. Are they going to be this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team that we seem to see from them on the road? And just as importantly, because they've lost back-to-back games, it's not impossible, obviously, but they're not in the driver's seat anymore for the home field advantage, at least in the first round of the playoffs, but not in the driver's seat for that overall number one seat in the NFC, which currently still belongs to the Niners. But man, that would have been extremely valuable for the Cowboys. It actually would make a difference for Dallas, where it maybe doesn't make a difference or isn't required for other teams like the Niners. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, the division is not locked up. Both Eagles and Cowboys still have a shot at it. Giants and Commanders, they're talking about uh, draft status now. But the Eagles still at times, and, and I don't think it's as prominent or as common as what we've seen from Kansas City so their counterpart in the Super Bowl last year. But the, the mistakes they make, right, even though the Eagles snapped their three-game losing streak, just offensive side of the ball don't look as crisp or as sharp. They still, every week, are talking about how they need to be better. They want to be better. They want to be, want to be more buttoned up. There's no issues with their motivation. There's no issues with their desire, their want to. But they've not played excellent football. And this comes on the heels of a players-only meeting leading up to this game after they dropped three in a row. Some guys, including Devontae Smith, I think it was, talked about how they they had some uncomfortable conversations trying to hold each other accountable. I mean, this is... An uncomfortable place to be, even though they're back on top of the NFC East. They want to get back to the Super Bowl to try to. to, I guess after one year, take care of the unfinished business. And they generated a lot of offense against the Giants. They chase the starting quarterback, right? Danny, oh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito got benched at halftime for Tyrod Taylor. But there's a pick six in the third quarter where you've got a receiver that kind of loses his footing, stumbles a little bit. And so the ball is picked off. There's a fumble and a gaff on special teams. And here come the Giants. Now, in a division game, you can't afford those kinds of mistakes. Yes, the Eagles are 11 and 4. And yes, they hold off a division opponent who really has not a whole lot to play with. Yes, they're still in the running for a top seed. And they, yes, have two games against opponents with a combined eight wins still on their schedule. But I would say, speaking of uncomfortable, there's got to be some uncomfortable Eagles fans where they're still just unsettled over the way the team is playing. And the Giants definitely pushed them to the brink on on Monday. Monday.
1: Shotgun snap for Hurts, looking right all the way. Now down the middle, Smith's got it. 20-yard line to the 15. He turns on the Jets, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. 36 yards, Devontae Smith untouched. And the Eagles extend their lead to 16-3. Smith in motion from the near side to the far. Handoff and Swift has room. Shaking his way down to the goal line. He's in for the touchdown. DeAndre Swift from five yards out. And the Eagles find their offensive mojo on the drive. As they stretch the lead, it's 26 to 18. Giants ball at the Eagles, 26. Taylor gets the snap. Clock down to zeros. Taylor's got to throw it. He's got to put it up toward the end zone. Directing traffic, now fires. The ball is intercepted in the end zone. Keeley Ringo intercepts it for the Eagles, and the ball game is over. 33-25 to as the Eagles survive and beat the New York Giants here in Philly for the 11th straight
2: time. That's Scott Graham on Westwood 1, and yes, the Eagles get a win. But the mistakes... That makes it feel just not quite as good as it should after 500 yards of offense, after putting yourself on top of the NFC East again. Now, the defense, terrific. The Giants barely managed a field goal in the first half, barely over 100 yards, and Tommy DeVito gets benched at halftime bringing in Tyrod Taylor. You can think about the rest of the season, these last couple of games, what the Giants need to do at quarterback. That debate will happen in the offseason for sure about Daniel Jones. For the Eagles, though, a win is a win is a win is a win, except you can hear it in the voice of Nick Sirianni. This is not one that they're going to be too fired up about. Yes, you take the W and you get the heck out of Dodge, right? Well, in this case, the game was in Philadelphia. But you get the heck out of the stadium before they can take it away from you. It's like Snapping the ball after a play in which you think maybe you got away with something, you know, a ball that hit the turf, you trapped it upon review, or if the opposing coach throws a flag, (laughs) you might see, or you might see in a replay that it wasn't the positive uh, moment that you thought it was. And so you snap the ball as quickly as possible. (laughs) So in this case, the Eagles just want to get out, just get out. Right. Um, but you can hear it in Nick Sirianni's voice that as much as the win is what they were after, they're still not satisfied.
3: Feels good. Right. Um, you know, obviously got some things to clean up, you know, uh, but good energy uh, to get back, get back on the, on the right side of things. Um, always, always a better feeling, correcting the tape after a win than after a loss. That's for sure.
2: So Devonte Smith is one that's been pretty outspoken about their struggles and about the fact that they're not where they want to be. A.J. Brown wouldn't talk to the media, actually, after the game. He gets real frustrated, and maybe it's smart. Maybe it's smart that he doesn't put himself in front of a microphone. But Devontae knows that they still have a higher standard that they aspire to.
3: Talent can
0: only take you so far, man. It's all about the little details and things like that. Um, We have to be better with the small details, because when the small details are hidden... It's going to be looking good.
2: Yeah, so talent can only take you so far. That's really important. They've got a lot of talented guys. They've compiled a roster of guys who could be stars on other teams, guys who could be number one on another roster, and yet they're in Philadelphia. They've got big dreams, big plans, big ideas. They've got a couple of weeks now to clean things up. Right now, the Niners hold the tiebreak over the Eagles, so unless they win the NFC outright, they're going to be on on the field Wild Card Weekend as maybe the two seed. Right? We don't know yet. We talked about that tiebreak with the Lions, so they do have the tiebreak over Detroit based on strength of victory. And right now, of course, they're in the driver's seat for the NFC East. That helps to be a two C's and to be on the road like the Cowboys were again last year at that number five spot. So they're not in a bad position, as Sirianni says. It's always better to to fix stuff, but it's been a season of fixing stuff. It's been a season of knowing they got away with something or knowing they're still leaving their their, their themselves vulnerable. They're still leaving the door open. They're not watching their six, if you will. <laughs> on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too, the Christmas present I didn't see coming. <laughs> Thank you for all of your kind words about my return to the radio. I was definitely nervous when I was thinking about it. And gosh, what if I forgot how to do this? And maybe it's not all that great tonight. I don't know. I just know that I'm happy to be back. And I missed you. And it's good to read uh, all of your fun messages. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Uh, We have a favorite Christmas carol here on the show. And I'm thinking it's not too late one more time. uh, So you'll hear that coming up, but yeah, find us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, There's a couple photos up on Twitter to be sure, but one more recent of the flowers that arrived just in the nick of time. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS sports radio.
4: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
3: I want a hippopotamus bottom us for Christmas. Only a hip bottom will do.
1: Don't This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I wanna a bottom to play with
3: and enjoy. I wanna a bottom for
2: Christmas.
3: through the front door that's the easy thing to do I can see <laughs> me now on Christmas morning creeping down the, the stairs, stairs. Oh, what joy and what I can't surprise help it when I open up my eyes to see a hippo hero standing
2: there are you guys mad at I me now? it was going so well We were doing so well, and now that song will be stuck in your head. Except there's a reason why I play it. As we bid farewell to Christmas, and we move into December 26th, and now set our sights on whether the rest of this week being vacation for you. I do love working holidays for that reason. So many people are out of their typical routines. Uh, Whether you're driving, you're up late, you're up early, you're on the way somewhere else. Goodness, the number of miles that Bob and I have put on on his truck, uh, unloading, reloading, unloading, reloading from place to place to place to place. Uh, we've slept in four different beds and four different homes in five, the last five nights while well, now he's sleeping, which is really unfair. And, and producer Manny and I are both very jealous. Uh, he and the dogs are in another room in the house and I'm sure snoring. Uh, anyway, so we've been on the road a ton and I know many of you are out of your familiar routines as well during the holidays. And so I love it. When we hear from people who haven't caught the show in a long time, or maybe it's the first time ever. Uh, it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Back and. I hope in a groove before too long. Uh, this is what happens when you take a bye week or you're on hiatus, right? You have to find that rhythm and flow again. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. I did share a photo of the long lost wedding flowers. They arrived on time, or I should say, they arrived just in the nick of time, and they were perfect. And now they're here in the after hours, super secret home base, still in Texas. By the way, we'll be back in CBS Sports Radio headquarters by New Year's Eve also on our Facebook page uh, and I've promised you this well two stories the story is is really twofold from Christmas morning one Gift That Bob gave to my mom that absolutely won over her heart and you all will appreciate his attention to detail and really our attention to detail because I gave him a clue Uh, because that's my favorite Christmas carol. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Bob got a squishmallow. That's a hippo a huggable hippo, if you will. Her name is Hannah, and apparently she writes poetry. Who knew? Anyway, she was wrapped up in a box and presented to mom on Christmas morning because mom knows I love that Christmas carol. In the past, she, in fact, if you watch our our holiday video of "Ask Me Anything on our YouTube channel, you know that mom gave me a Christmas ornament that is a purple hippo in a tutu. And so she's very girly. Her name could be Hannah as well, I suppose. Anyway, so Bob knows that mom and I love the hippos and we love the hippopotamus song for Christmas. And he gets her a squishmallow that's a purple hippo. And the photo I took of my mom hugging this purple hippo, the joy and delight on her face. You would have no idea that mom is in her mid-70s because that hippo brought her so much joy. (laughs) And so mom, in fact, did get a hippopotamus for Christmas. I did not, and at some point, maybe Bob will listen to this show. I'm not sure if he will or he won't, but I will just be honest and truthful. When I opened up his Christmas gift to me, my first thought was, what in the world? Okay, I'll give him credit for this. It was creative, and he gets brownie points for the fact that no one's ever given me this gift before, and I'm not a kid, obviously. I opened up the box that he wrapped for me and it was a, are you ready? I mean, even saying it sounds ridiculous, a Barbie doll. (laughs) I think I might've just woken him and the pets up with that laugh. It was a Barbie. You guys, he gave me a Barbie doll for Christmas. But here's the catch. It was a special Barbie and it was a clue to apparently the bigger gift that is coming. Except I didn't get it. When I opened it up and saw that it was kayaking Barbie, we went kayaking on our mini moon on Lake Conroe. Got some gorgeous photos. Maybe I'll share one of those uh, from what was a beautiful evening on Lake Conroe as we're kayaking uh, just a couple days after we got married. I didn't realize that kayaking Barbie is a clue to he's going to get me a kayak. For a belated Christmas present once we're back into New Jersey and the kayaks can be used. So it was a brilliant creative strategy by Bob. But when I opened up the box and saw Barbie, (laughs) I thought, oh no. Did I marry a man who knows nothing at all about me? (laughs) All right, producer Manny, you're a dude obviously That's right.
3: last time I checked,
2: yeah 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 no well don't check right now please <laughs> uh i'm thinking i'm thinking that i need a man's reaction to this so i open up a barbie doll right. on christmas morning and i don't really get it but what do you think of his creative strategy of giving me kayaking barbie to indicate that there's a kayak coming as a present down the road.
3: Yeah, no, it's smart. It's smart. What he did was very smart. Um it's honestly among <laughs> Hall of Fame levels of, of <laughs> genius that this guy has pulled off. I could never in my best dreams, and in my girlfriend's best dreams, could I have thought of something similar to that. Although I am a little disappointed in the hippopotamus. If you if you're if he's real about this, Amy you should have gotten your mother a real hippopotamus, uh, uh, a real yes. purple hippopotamus.
2: That sounds like a great idea.
3: <laughs> he's not. He's not serious about this, unfortunately, Amy. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but he didn't get your mother a real purple hippopotamus.
2: He did not.
3: Ergo, cancel him.
2: Uh, stop it. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the,
3: the Barbie, the Barbie uh, doll is uh, very smart. It's and, a redemptive. Uh, it's redemptive. It, it, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, I
2: was really so. impressed once I understood. But no joke, I thought. What in the world now our it, first Christmas together and he gives me a Barbie will this be did you catch the the motion film by the way? the Barbie motion film? I actually have not yet I heard I like that I heard that we <laughs> that um, it was really good and yeah. that we need to see it. My nieces actually told me they loved the movie and so we will watch it we just and actually maybe want to do the Shoot, I forgot the nickname for Barbie and Oppenheimer because they came out in the same weekend. Uh, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Oppenheimer. Yeah, we. I want to watch both of those films. Yeah. Completely opposite, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, and and once we move in, we'll have more time. Uh, the oh, I mean, we've watched maybe a couple episodes of clone wars which is the star wars animated series we're working our way through ah. but also we did watch home alone on christmas oh, Eve. Course. Uh christmas eve yeah. that was fun yeah i haven't I'm, seen that in years but a, it's still just as funny
3: i'm more of a home alone 2 guy myself it must Are be the you? bias it must be the new york city bias it must be that but huh, but very right. quickly back to the kayak do yes. we know that do we know if it's a single or a double Are you guys going to be doing <laughs> A little double kayaking out mm. there in Jersey, or it's just going to be, hey, this is this is Amy's time. I'll stay back at the house and you know have two beers or whatever while Amy's you know kayaking.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm thinking not a tandem kayak because mm. that's not how I roll. Oh, excuse but me,
3: Miss Amy. Yeah, no, I'm sorry <laughs> i
2: i like to I like to be solo and take off. Um, we actually had two different kayaks on uh, Lake Conroe. There was a tandem kayak there, and I was like, eh. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, I do really appreciate the workout that comes oh, yeah. with being in a solo kayak. Uh, and so, no, I I don't think that we'll be going double dip on the kayak. Um, I guess if he wants his own, he can have his own. But yeah, pretty ingenious gift and in a way to let me know. So he but indul- honestly, I had no idea.
3: He indulges, though, in the kayaking.
2: Well, this was his first time. Oh, I wow. taught him how to kayak. Well, I guess there ain't too many
3: kayaks out in Texas, right? Too many uh, uh, Too many places oh, to kayak?
2: Well, no, they've got lakes. They've, oh, yeah. They, yeah, they've got plenty of lakes. I just don't. He's a fisherman. Oh. He hunts and fishes. And so that's what he's normally doing around the water is fishing. That was our first date going back to March. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I love the creativity, but mm. I was, yeah, I was uh, flabbergasted when I opened up a Barbie. All right, coming up, Uh, there's no way to transition from Barbie back to sports. So here we go. Uh, Dolphins clinch a playoff spot. They do it at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McDaniel's group is in the postseason for the second consecutive year. And we've got all kinds of possibilities with the Dolphins, right? Because of how they play. However, it was a first for them against the Cowboys. We'll explain. Here's our latest sports update. And here's Peter Schwartz.
1: First and goal from just inside the four. Put Mostert in motion. He's back out there. They throw it to Mostert. Touchdown Miami. His 21st touchdown of the year. His third receiving. And Miami has the lead again. Now you pick your best play, Joe. I don't care if it's a pass or a run here. You need to pick up a first down. And if you do, you're in great shape. Hill in motion. They give it to Wilson. He's got the first down inside the 10-yard line. Jeff Wilson with their magic number for the division title between them and the Buffalo Bills at 1 if he kicks this field goal. Ferguson the snap. The hold down by Bailey. The kicker is up. It's good. And the Miami Dolphins defeat the Dallas Cowboys 22-20 here at Hard Rock Stadium. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence
2: couple of key plays from the Dolphins' victory over the Cowboys, nipping them under the gun, if you will. Uh, Jason Sanders, who was really the star of the show for the Dolphins, and he's not had a lot of work this year. But a 57-yard field goal to start this game against the Cowboys in South Florida. And then a 29-yarder, significantly Easier, more of a chip shot, if you will, as time expires and they stun the Cowboys, even though you may not believe the Cowboys should be favored. The Dolphins taking care of their business. They now have a better record than does Dallas and they are seven and one at home. But this game significant because they beat a team with a winning record. And what have we seen from the Miami Dolphins over the course of the season? One of the beefs that people have with the Dolphins, or maybe the reservations they have with the Dolphins, is that when they match up against a quality opponent, an opponent with a winning record, an opponent with playoff aspirations, they end up falling flat. Uh, Remember their first game uh, opening month of the season, so every team is different, but on the road at Buffalo, They get shellacked 48 to 20. It was never really a contest on the road at the Eagles. They lose 31-17 on the road. No, I take that back. The only home loss they had was against the Chiefs, another quality Super Bowl aspiring team. Of course, the defending champions in Kansas City, they lose by a touchdown. And then against the Titans, which is crazy, uh, they end up losing by a point. They've been able to take care of their business against teams that, are the ugly redheaded stepchild of the NFL this season, uh, but not as much against teams that have actual playoff hopes and dreams, except the Dallas Cowboys. And so I love what I saw from them. It was gritty. It wasn't a game that they, you could look at that vaunted offense and say, Oh yeah, look at that's what teams have to watch out for in the playoffs. No, they had five field goals for heaven's sakes. um, And they, they had plenty of missed opportunities. They were really working that run game as much as possible, but it's tough to do against the Dallas defense. Uh Tyree Kill held under a hundred yards, though barely. Uh, and two uh mostly I love that he didn't throw a pick. He didn't make a ton of mistakes. Uh, the the Miami defense was able to get to Dak Prescott and force him uh, into some throws that he'd like back, of course. And and yes, there were some moments where you go, "Wow, uh, CD Lamb, right, dazzling in stretches at at times." Um, but the fact is that the Cowboys really weren't able to ever s- settle into a groove. It was too little, f- too late for them, um, and they also came up short and were able or were unable I would say to capitalize on their opportunities going just one for three in the red zone um, only being what was it four of 12 I think on third down though they did convert a couple of fourth downs. this left points and yards and opportunities out there. Uh, and so for them, home is their comfort zone. For the Dolphins to be able to get this win to clinch a playoff spot is humongous, and I love the way that Tua has to guide his team late. Right, has to guide his team down the field using Jeff Wilson to get a critical first down, and then working that clock so they can kick the game winner.
4: I don't think
0: I watched um, when Jason kicked it. Um, I think I just walked onto the field with my hands up. You know, when when we took that final knee, um, that that was really cool. I I, I just think of the. The amount of work that, that it takes, um, you know, to, to play a game week in and week out to prepare for a really good team on Sunday, every team is good. Um, so to, to do that and then come out with a victory, a hard-fought victory, um, that, that, that's – it makes it all worth it.
2: Chua is so much more mature and, I would say, equipped – To handle the rigors of an NFL season. And I don't just mean the physical rigors. I mean mental as well. The way that he grew through the course of last year. And this is a guy who came out of Alabama. Who had to go back and forth with Jalen Hurts. Had to earn the job. Only to have it be taken away again. Right? It's a guy who was waiting for his opportunity at Alabama. He had to wait behind Jalen. And then to get into the NFL, the first couple seasons of his career with the Dolphins, what do we hear over and over? Oh, they're looking for Tom Brady. They want Tom Brady to take over. Could they trade Tua? Uh, They can upgrade it to a blah, 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 blah. And they bring in Mike McDaniel, who tells Tua it's going to be the best day of his life when he got hired as their new head coach. They bring in weapons like Tyreek Hill. They obviously are able to bring in a Jalen Waddell, who he's comfortable with. They've got a, a new level of confidence, but a lot of that comes from working their way through this adversity of last season when they had to use what was it, four different quarterbacks, and Tua spent a good portion of last year dealing with crippling and debilitating concussion, concussions. And yet they were determined this season to protect him, and he was determined not to take as many hits, not to take as many risks. He was determined, both physically and mentally, to be prepared for the challenge of getting back out there on the field. And I'm so impressed with him. I'm impressed with his leadership. Certainly impressed with the way that he handles his business on the field. But also, he's a professional football player. And has grown into that role and has matured so much. Because he had to. He was sink or swim, essentially. He had to be prepared. He had to learn how to survive. And it's made him a better, I don't want to say better person, because he was always one that I admired, the way he carried himself, his commitment to family, how much he loves football, but he keeps it in perspective. Now, though, this is a guy that I trust. I would trust moving forward into the postseason. They didn't have him last year. They've got him this year, and they've done a really good job protecting him. So congratulations to the Dolphins. Not only one of the best records in the AFC, in fact, the second best record behind the Ravens, but having clinched a playoff spot, they're in the driver's seat for that AFC East title, about to wrench it away from the Buffalo Bills, though they are playing much better football. And Mike McDaniel, as quirky as and as off the wall as he can sound, man, he is calm in the middle of a storm. And boy, do they love to play for their coach. This
3: is a big win for this team because it's always big when you do something that internally you know that you're capable of. Um, And when it comes to fruition, it's, it's pretty satisfying. I think that a lot of their training... I
2: think a lot of of the season came out tonight. That's really cool, right? The higher the expectations to me really indicates that there is a belief. We knew we could do this. It's nice to actually see it work out according to plan on the field. We knew we could go toe-to-toe with a winning team. It's nice to see it work out according to plan. There's a lot still up for grabs in the final two weeks of the regular season in the NFL. Love, love, love. The end of December into January, the stakes seem higher. Now, every game counts the same, of course, uh, but the stakes seem so much higher. There's a sense of urgency, attention, if you will. And it's not just the NFL. It's college, too, with the playoff and the bowl season, of course, uh, being in full swing now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, the Defensive Player of the Week, sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. And our Defensive Player of the Week for the NFL Week 16, Bobby Wagner. It's crazy to think about his career arc, and yet he is so good and he's so steady and can be such a force now back in Seattle. The Seahawks line. Backer with 11 tackles, including a sack, in their victory over the Titans Seahawks still alive of course for a playoff spot in the NFC and if you look at the updated standings in that conference well the Niners they've clinched their division title in the West still hoping right now still have the lead for the top seed but the Seahawks will be the seventh seed the Rams were the sixth seed so we're talking about three teams coming out of the NFC West potentially again. Remember last year? Last year it was the NFC East where we had three teams in. Thanks so much for hanging out with us as we morph from Christmas night into December 26th and the rest of this week. A lot of people on vacation, a lot of people enjoying some time off. We're happy to have you with us. I'm happy to be back. Bob wanted me to go to work. Go, go, go to work. And get your football fix. So on Twitter, A Law Radio, new picture up there on Facebook as well after hours with Amy Lawrence. One hour to go on what is now a Tuesday morning. I'm trying to get used to it again from the After Hours super-secret home base in Houston. Good to hear from you. Good morning. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.